Hello from the Pointer Institute. I'm Jill Geisler and I head our leadership and management programs. Today, what great bosses know about sabotaging a tough talk. I'm talking about difficult conversations, which are really a part of every boss's daily life. But few bosses really like them and some aren't really good at them. In fact, some get in their own way. So today we're going to talk about 10 ways that bosses can sabotage the tough talks they need to have. Here we go. Number one, oops, I didn't prepare. You know, you really owe your employee and yourself due diligence in advance of a difficult conversation. You can't just operate on feelings. You need to come in prepared with facts. Number two, I made it personal. I really like a classic book called Getting to Yes, which is about negotiation and conflict resolution. And the authors say, separate the people from the problem. So often a boss wants to talk about your attitude or even your character, when in fact, the boss should deal with behaviors. It's a big difference between saying you're late, which I can quantify, and you're lazy, which is a subjective attack on your character. Focus on behaviors. Number three, I got amazingly, incredibly, massively hyperbolic. Bosses can trip themselves up by using words like always or never or everybody or nobody. Imagine that someone's going to say, oh yeah, prove it. Use language that's appropriate and not hyperbolic. Number four, I piled on. This happens when bosses don't like to have tough conversations, so they begin to just keep a running mental record of little grievances they have against a person. And then finally, either those small grievances all add up or the person commits one major error, but the boss comes down like a pile of bricks on the person. And you know, it doesn't work because now the person feels completely hopeless and useless rather than focused on a main problem and a goal the boss has in trying to get that person to change. Number five, I joined the debating society. If you're a boss who loves the sound of your voice, loves to debate, and sees everything as a win-lose situation, then when you get into a difficult conversation with an employee, and that employee says something like, oh yeah, well you don't hold Mary accountable, and we've got bigger problems than this, let's talk about the equipment, you're going to get sidetracked. You're going to go off in a debate just to prove that you're smart and can win that one. And meanwhile, the main topic is going unaddressed. Don't waste your time. Don't join the debating society. Number six, I fought fire with fire or even gasoline. Now this happens when emotions get out of control and let's say the other person is shouting so you start shouting or worse the person starts getting profane and you decide oh yeah you can't talk to me like that and you respond in kind. Well, imagine what happens when you go to the HR department to report that person for behavior that you've also engaged in. Number seven, I forgot to look up. Remember, your boss has a stake in your difficult conversations. Don't surprise your boss, and don't surprise yourself if the person you're talking to is someone that the boss sees in a different light than you do, and that person goes around you back to your boss, and you have to do a course correction. Some people talk to their bosses before a big, tough, difficult conversation and even do a practice role play so they can be prepared and know that the boss knows what they're going to do. Number eight, I played by my own rules. 
You know, there's a reason why organizations have policies and procedures and why employees deserve due process when their boss brings a problem to their attention. Don't make your own rules. Number nine, what? I wasn't listening. You may think you're prepared for a difficult conversation. You may think you're in possession of all of the facts and information. Sometimes you don't have the complete context. And if you're not listening, you will confuse new information from an employee, true context, with just an empty excuse. Keep your ears and your mind open. And finally, number 10, I failed to follow up. Every tough conversation has a next step. It might be paperwork, it might be a memo, it might be a report. In the best case, I hope it's just your thank you to a person whom you've had a difficult conversation with, who changed and addressed a behavior and did exactly what you wanted and deserves your thanks. Now, out of all those 10, which are the most common errors bosses make? Well, I see it time and again. They don't focus on behaviors. They focus on attitudes or character. Instead of behaviors, they can describe and ask a person to change. And number two, they get involved in those debating societies and get deflected off the main point. Well, that's it for today on Tough Conversations. Don't sabotage yourself, all right? And if you'd like to learn more about leadership and management tips, you can check all of our podcasts on iTunes U and all of our columns on Pointer.org. You can also follow me on Pointer or on Twitter at Jill Geisler.